morning is taken from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. If you would like to follow it in the Pew Bible, you'll find it on page 1213. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks, Ken. Indescribable, uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing God. All-powerful, untamable, awestruck, we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim, you are amazing God. Great words from one of those uh, modern hymns. And sometimes, I imagine, like me, you can be overwhelmed by the sheer greatness of God. Last week, for those of you who were here, we were thinking about God the Great I Am. This summer at uh, the Hazemere Youth Camps, one of the scriptures that spoke to me was from Isaiah 55, where we can read, My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours, and my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth... So high are my ways and thoughts above yours. As it expressed on one of the slides in that children's presentation, our God is a great big God. And we encounter God in so many different ways. The names of God that we explore in this series over these coming weeks express that. The God who provides. The Lord who heals. The Good Shepherd. The God who sees the Lord and Master. But one of the descriptions of God which provides me with most comfort is that of Emmanuel. The reminder that our God draws near to us, that our God meets us where we are. Emmanuel, God with us. The whole of the Old Testament attests to the fact that God was with his people through the good times and the bad In the Old Testament, we get hints of God's personal nature in dealings with some of the great heroes of the faith. But often the image is of a God who's a little bit more distant, in unapproachable glory. And then all of that is turned on its head as we come to the New Testament. And the Gospel writer Matthew draws on the words of Isaiah when he writes, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. 
at the beginning of one of the other Gospels. In John's Gospel, the uh, version, the, the message version translates John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. God drawing near, the sovereign creator God, coming to earth in frail human form, expressing weakness and vulnerability. The human Jesus, God with us. And each gospel, of course, then goes on to unpack what Emmanuel's presence stood for and accomplished. But what does that actually mean for us? For the disciples, it meant the great privilege of of sharing life with Jesus, watching him in action, being alongside him in action, ministering God's love, sharing meals together, setting out together on that great adventure of faith, side by side with the Messiah, a roller coaster journey where they'd experienced just about every emotion under the sun, knowing their backs were covered, knowing that he was on their side. And Emmanuel's presence gave them something to live for and ultimately to die for. It gave them hope and meaning. What about for us, though? Well, just a couple of things to draw out this morning. First of all, two truths to know, and secondly, two implications for our living. First of all, truths to know. One really key truth is that God fully understands the joys and struggles of human existence. And that came out in that Hebrews reading. The one who has sympathy for our weakness, the one who has experienced temptation. I found that greatly reassuring. God knows what it's like to live on this earth. Sometimes we can think, well, no one knows what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing in my life at the moment. And yet God does. We sung a couple of songs so far this morning from the 1980s. And uh, that was a time when Graham Kendrick was especially prolific in his songwriting. And he wrote a song with the theme of Emmanuel, God with us. And the first verse of that song goes like this. He walked where I walk. He stood where I stand. He felt what I feel. He understands. He knows my frailty, shared my humanity, tempted in every way, yet without sin. What an incredible truth is contained within that song. God with us. One of the second key truths, of course, is that through Christ's redeeming work on earth, we are reconciled to God. The sinless one bore the weight of our wrongdoing on the cross so that we could know God's saving love. There is no more transformational message than that on this earth. Those are truths to know, but what about the implications for living? Well, there's an, one of those is brought out within that Hebrews passage. The fact that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. We can approach God with complete confidence. The God who is with the disciples on earth in the person of Jesus is with us now by his Holy Spirit. And it struck me there are lots of ways of being with someone. There's a sort of with someone nature, isn't there, of the way in which teachers are with children through their schooling, accompanying them and nurturing them, being alongside. 
but we're not all teachers, but I guess most of us at some point have sat in a coffee shop. And just imagine what it's like if you go to a coffee shop on Downend High Street, there are plenty there, there seems to be a new one being uh, opened every day. And you meet a, you arrange to meet a friend there. And just imagine what it's like if you're sitting there with your cappuccino in front of you, and your friend is there and they've got their drink in front of you, but they're constantly on their mobile phone. They're texting. They're taking a call when the phone rings. They're even posting pictures of a coffee shop on Facebook as they go. They're with you physically, but they're not actually with you. And in contrast to that, the same coffee shop, the same friend, but this time, as they sip their latte, they're making eye contact. They're asking you questions. They're nodding. They're truly engaged with you. They give you a warm embrace as you leave. That's a very different sort of being with someone. And if someone is truly with you, you draw great strength from them and can share life with them. Emmanuel reminds us that God is truly with us, fully engaged, rooting for us, desiring the very best for us. We can speak to him, we can engage with him with total confidence. We can bring all of our needs to him, from a seemingly trivial to the monumental. The second implication, if God is truly with us, is that we owe it to him to acknowledge him and seek to honour him in every single aspect of our living. He's with us as we struggle along the ring road, through the traffic in the morning. So we can talk to him about the day ahead rather than cursing the single drivers who are hogging the two-plus lane. He's with us in the classroom. He's with us in the office. He's with us in the shop or even on the post round. I love the story that Rob Parsons, who uh, uh, formed Care for the Family, tells of his dad, who was a postman. And uh, as a little boy, Rob would watch his dad laying out his uniform the night before he went off to work. And he'd spend an absolute age polishing his shoes until he could see his reflection in them. And one evening, Rob plucked up the courage to say to his dad, why are you giving us so much attention? Why are you doing this? You're only a postman. And his dad stood up and looked him in the eye and said to him, Son, I deliver the royal mail. (laughs) Let's take pride and give full attention to what we do because God is with us. We serve the King. We serve the living God. And he's with us in the struggles of ill health. He struggles in the feelings of isolation and loneliness as we return each day to our homes which are empty. He's even with us in the midst of family life with all its stresses and strains. And so let's acknowledge him at the centre of our family life. Let's say grace at mealtimes. Let's encourage one another to walk in the light of God's presence. Let's express his values in our homes of love and forgiveness and generosity. And the good news is he's also with us when we've completely screwed up, when we've let ourselves and others down. And the writer to the Hebrews reminds us in 
But in God's presence, we'll find mercy and grace to help us just when we need it. God with us isn't waiting for us to fail, but he's always ready to lift us up. And so as we begin this new school term, as we look for a fresh start after the summer holidays, there's no greater encouragement than to know that God is with us, Emmanuel. He was with us in the person of Jesus and is with us by his spirit today. I think the greatest of all 19th century preachers was Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And at the age of 18, he wrote a poem entitled Emmanuel. It's written very much in the language of its day, but it's a very heartfelt response to the fact that God is with us. And to me, it expresses something of the whole life nature of God with us. When once I mourned a load of sin, when conscience felt a wound within, when all my works were thrown away, when on my knees I knelt to pray, then blissful hour remembered well, I learned thy love, Emmanuel. When storms of sorrow toss my soul, when waves of care around me roll, when comforts sink, when joy shall flee, when hopeless grief shall gape for me, one word the tempest's rage shall quell. That word, thy name, Emmanuel. When for the truth I suffer shame, when foes pour scandal on my name, when cruel taunts and jeers abound, when bulls of Bashan gird me round, secure within thy tower I'll dwell. That tower, thy grace, Emmanuel. When hell in rage lifts up her roar, when Satan stops my path before, when fiends rejoice and wait my end, when legioned hosts their arrows send, fear not, my soul, but hurl at hell thy battle cry, Emmanuel. When down the hill of life I go, when o'er my feet death's waters flow, when in the deepening flood I sink, when friends stand weeping on the brink, I'll mingle with my last farewell, thy lovely name, Emmanuel. When tears are banished from mine eye, when fairer worlds than these are nigh, when heaven shall fill my ravished sight, when I shall bathe in sweet delight, one joy, all joys shall far excel to see thy face, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. Let's just close our eyes, shall we, for a few moments as we reflect on what it means to know God with us, Emmanuel. I'll encourage you just to think of the situations you're going into in these next few days. Maybe one particular situation. Maybe something you're a little bit fearful of, not really looking forward to. In your mind's eye, just picture that scene. Get a sense of a place where you are. The sights and the sounds. people around you. 
And as you imagine that scene and you feel certain emotions, just remind yourself of the presence of God. God with us, Emmanuel. The one who meets us in our deepest need. The one who is rooting for us. The one who is interceding for us at God's right hand. And so draw strength from his presence. And just in the quietness, express to him how you're feeling. And how you need to know him in the particular circumstance you're imagining. God with us, so close to us, God with us, Emmanuel. Lord, we thank you that although you're an almighty, all-powerful creator God, that you're also very close to us, walking with us day by day. And Lord, we pray that we might find security in your presence that we might approach the throne of grace with confidence, that we might rejoice in your grace and your mercy and be strengthened to live for you through this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen.